special guest today guys it took a lot of work for us to organize this recording even like an hour ago we were still very unsure about what time it was at each other's hemispheres everybody it's matilda hello (laughs) you're all so welcome (laughs) thank you for being here i really appreciate it um matilda i've wanted you on for forever um and we kept talking about different things we were going to do and then we finally committed to intervention and then all the other things too when we finally get to it um and we picked we actually picked two episodes you picked one and i picked one this one was my pick and the reason i chose it and wanted to do it with you is because we have had many a conversation about inspiration and pro mm-hmm. pro eating disorder mentality um and that's like really featured in this episode even though it's a smaller part so a smaller part so i just want i really wanted to talk about it with you and like Pair notes and stuff, and I don't know, I'm just—I'm excited to talk about it. I've watched it a lot of times now, so I—I sh- I hopefully shouldn't forget anything. But that's why it's nice to talk with somebody else and not to yourself. Um, I've watched it twice, but I have no memory of anything ever. So I'm glad you it'll know pop what's off, going on. And I'm going to play clips, yeah. and those clips will okay, remind cool. you as well. Don't worry, cool. be happy. Cool. Um, okay. So, also, both the like women's names are too similar. The same. They're like this Annie. So, yeah. But that's why I can't they remember did which they're one's like, which. They're the same age too. Well, one's meth and one is anorexia. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember the difference between the women. I just remember the difference between their names. I think I I always remember Annie because she looks like such an Annie. Yeah, she has like that reddish hair. Not Annie. Yeah, like, oh, that's true. The musical, but like, I don't know. She just reminds me of somebody, and I for some reason that made her name stick. And that's also also how I remembered <laughs> the episode, which is the funny thing. So we're talking about episode uh, season two episode oh crud uh nine amy sorry annie slash amy um and it you know was, what year this was filmed in yes 2006 so yeah. i was graduating high school <laughs> and you were i was eight years a, old <laughs> a lot younger than me <laughs> that's cool it's mm-hmm. um it's regardless it's very it's old um which is kind of I won't say fun, but it's interesting to watch the episodes that are older because what intervention does or what A&E does is they go in and they, they add updates like to old episodes as time passes and they hear from people because they're constantly reaching Ooh. out. So the update you see at the end of this is from, you know, years later. Um, I'm saving. I didn't get an update. I'm excited to hear about this. Well, yeah. Okay. So on any site they do that, but I don't think they do. Mm. I don't know where you found it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I now play. Well, it's not a clip. It's just text. But I'll tell you, that's a surprise. I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah. Suspense. Both of them are kind of surprising. But um, anyway. Oh no. Well, I think only one of them is more updated than you heard, saw because you saw like the immediately after rehab. Yeah. Stuff, you're right? like three okay. months after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So. Annie and Amy. So I, what I was going to say is, ironically, um, I went into this to focus on Annie, but I ended up taking a lot more notes on Amy and more clips. So I don't know what that means. Mm. Um, but I did. She's really, more. 
entertaining. That sounds yeah. cool. No, it's okay. And and it's because Annie is it's more straightforward. There's less um content. So it's probably yeah. less a twofer. Um yeah. but it's just such a blatantly like severe disorder. So it's yeah. featured for a reason and obviously like hashtag relatable for me. Um not her personality at all, but the addiction. So um the eating disorder, sorry. Okay. So I'm just going to start out with Amy because it's easier to do one at a time. Amy is 20 years old and addicted to crystal meth and consequently is homeless. Although she's been homeless for a lot of her life because of her upbringing. And I'll play that clip in a minute. Um, she began using meth at 16. Um, so she's been using for four years and she lives in Burbank, where California, where I would, I I mean, she just happens to live there. Her family lives there as well, but it's a bigger city and it's got some scummier parts. No offense. I'm not saying she's scum, but I'm just saying I can see it having a fairly large, like homeless population. Um, you know, Burbank. I didn't like, realize Burbank was a city. Yeah. It's like, I right thought it was up, like a suburb. Okay. So LA is a whole area, you know, yeah. there's no yes. city called LA. Like there's no town. I mean, there is no. a city of Los Angeles, but people will call the surrounding areas, Los Angeles is, or LA yeah. as well. But Burbank is technically a, a different city than Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. I'm learning already. Where like a lot of shit is filmed, like a lot of yeah. studios. And stuff yeah. Like that's that. why I know about it. Cause of like movies and stuff. Yeah. So you listen to my favorite murder. They talk about it a lot. <laughs> Cause they're in that world. Um, okay. And so yeah, Burbank, just not a appealing place in my, like to grow up. I, I just, it's kind of, I think it would be kind of rough anyway. Um, so we meet Amy and she's like, she's a bubbly, happy person and not in a, in my opinion, not in an annoying way. Wow. That's hard to say without stumbling, not in an annoying way. The whole time I was like, I want to be friends with her, honestly. Like if she I... has a, for the meth addiction. And yeah, if it weren't for that pesky little, <laughs> little bit, um, yeah. So I, I agree with you. And there, some of the audio they get from her, or the, just the, the clips that I pulled. I mean, it's astounding what comes out of her mouth in a good way. That's not usually what you get from people that are on meth. Yeah. Um, I really, I really feel for her, and had a lot of hope for her. And I, her, her intervention is one of the best interventions, and I just what she says um so i'm gonna play the first clip because it's 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 right off the bat um she's talking about tom uh. i feel like i can anticipate your feelings about tom but we'll, <laughs> we'll just we'll just i i don't want to no, i love him he's my favorite i love tom, him rooting I think for he's tom great. hashtag tom <laughs> hashtag propose no i'm just kidding uh so i'm gonna play the first clip where she's talking about tom um and i have to turn it up a good amount so sorry i hope i don't blow your eardrums out it should be fine on your end and just gets loud blow my, my ears end. out it's fine what's okay. the worst that could happen you wouldn't be able to listen to taylor swift no i'm just kidding oh, oh okay that's a good old <laughs> mate <laughs> all right here we go i'm homeless and i'm addicted to speed in an average week i will sleep in three to four different places anything i need i carry with me on my back Tom is my, well, he's my everything right now. He's all I have. Right now, Tom and I are trying to find somewhere that we could stay at for the night, some apartment building. 
I've been doing speed since I was 16. I can feel like my teeth decaying every time I take a hit of this. Okay, so she goes on to talk about how she, on any given day, like she'll smoke as much as she can get. And she kind of says, almost under her breath, you know, I wish I, I really wish I didn't love it more than hate it. You know, and, and, but she's not one of those that you see that's like, it's got me. I'm an addict. What do you want from me? You know, she's, she's very hard on herself about it. And that she has really low self esteem. Extremely. And, you know, we learn about her upbringing. She just, you know what the thing is? She really reminds me of like, I was trying to, I was like, she reminds me of someone from high school, but then I finally realized she reminds me of like, a few people from high school like all in one combined like, yeah happy cheerful band people you know she's like a, yeah a little bando and i mean that in a great way <laughs> she's no she's like my friend margaret like i don't know um she just like had no options you guys like shit was rough as fuck so she started using meth at 16 and that was no coincidence um yeah and- i feel like sometimes you watch the show and you're like it's sad, but like, no matter how this person was raised, they were going to become like something was going to go wrong. Sometimes, but she yeah. definitely seems like the sort of person that, like, if she just had a better upbringing, she could have just oh. been like a very average person. Yeah, she would have been if she'd had the ability to thrive in any way whatsoever yeah. and not had all this trauma. I mean, and yeah. you see that in her relationship with her brother and just who her brother is. Oh, as I as love as her as brother, I, giant teddy bear. I know her brother Vince is he's older than her. Um, but and... not by a lot, isn't he? It's only like two. two oh, yeah. No, it wasn't they're... like a lot older. Yeah. I just mean he's her older brother. But yeah, they're close in age yeah. and they're close. And he says at one point, you know, I'm really the only person she'll talk to about the real stuff. And it's yeah. just that she does open up to him and, and they are remarkably close. He's not like supportive, but, you know, there's always enablement. Enable, enablement? Enabling going on. I don't know if enablement is a word. I'll have to look it up. Um, <laughs> Tom, I just have to say, Tom is her everything because he's literally all she has and you can hear her kind of acknowledging that too but there's that codependency and of course we know people who are on drugs and in a relationship are just in a relationship with their drugs like yeah that's that's how i understand it i mean i that doesn't mean that they can't be together after the fact i'm just i don't love tom (laughs) tom is um kind of a dope i'd be shocked if you did if you were like oh my god tom is so hot (laughs) Oh, he's just half the show. He's just Gilligan, and then being like, "Don't bring the cameras," because like, yeah, he wants to abuse her and doesn't want it documented. Yeah, that's a really oh, that's a really good point. And yeah, and he keeps showing up, and she's like, "If you don't want to be here with the cameras, then why the fuck are you here?" Like, I've tried to tell you why I'm doing this, and yeah, she's you know fueled by a lot of circumstances, but she's being very genuine. And then he's like, "Well, that's why I'm here." It's like, and then she gets really mad because he's just full of shit. He's just saying bullshit you know because the cameras are there oh yeah baby i love you he's so lame even when he accepts treatment later spoiler alert he's like that might be all right (laughs) yeah (laughs) i hate him okay anyway tom tom (laughs) blows tom blows um and vince is the best um and then we see like a blip that talks about how um it's common for your teeth to rot down to the gums when you do meth i think that's a a combination of the drug and also just no hygiene yeah yeah i had to go to the like emergency dental clinic in melbourne recently and i was so stressed out because i was like because like i was bulimic for like so long i was like my teeth are so bad like they're gonna judge me and so so many of my friends were like 
to the teeth they see in the emergency clinic like seriously like they were like yeah yeah. your teeth are bad but trust me they have seen worse which made me i feel better in a bad way no i mean that's that's how we all self-regulate you know if if yeah if we thought we were the worst in the world we wouldn't try (laughs) (laughs) it's true anyway um Mm. yeah that still sounds really traumatic and not fun at all uh for you no, I mean it's fine now. Yeah, like half my tooth fell out like while I was eating pasta. Oh god! And I called them and they were like, they were like, "Did you have an accident?" I was like, "No." And they were like, "Were you eating something hard?" And I was like, "It was pasta." <laughs> and they were like, pasta. "They were like, okay, I don't know what that was, but you have to come in tomorrow." And I was like, okay. "Yeah, that's not a that's not a good sign." I mean, I'm sure you're no. okay, but just yeah, get yeah, that checked on. Yeah. yeah, I having been bulimic for, I think I was bulimic. I it started when I was 21 and I stopped when I was 29. So eight years, oh, well, almost nine. Um, you know, to be totally honest with you, I, I take care of my teeth, but I've have a phobia of dentists now and I haven't been in so long and I should, um, to the eye and like the way I feel and everything. I don't, I'm not, there's no noticeable issues. I think I'm just yeah. really lucky genetically, like honestly, and that I used to brush my teeth like seven times a day, but still it's mostly yeah. genetics. And, but I've, you know, you know, nine years and still sometimes of dreams where like I chew gum and all my teeth would stick to it and come out of my head, you know, Ooh, or like yeah. it's loose and you try to put it back. <laughs> so. Do you ever, do you have like a tooth dream and then you wake up and you like, in your sleep deprived state, you like check if your teeth are still there? Always. All the time. Yeah. Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I'll have those dreams where, um, like I, well, I used to have dreams. I don't know if this happened to you, but when I was actively bulimic, I used to have dreams all the time where I had just binged and I couldn't find anywhere to purge or like people were always around. Yeah. Um, I had those too. Yeah. I just dream about food constantly. It was like, well, cause you know, it's all you think about when you're right. It's controlling. I, I have an active eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I dream about Pete Davidson last night. That was pretty good. That's so funny because, oh my God, that's so funny. Justine and I, for whatever reason, ended up talking about Ariana Grande slash Pete <laughs> Davidson for like an hour last night for no reason. She was just, she was just devo- like trying to convince me to love Ariana Grande. And I, I don't dislike her. I'm just not like, she's not like. I love Ariana Grande. Well, it's just not, it's not my jam. Ask Kyler. I'm not yeah. a fan of like the, the songs that are all about like sex. Cause I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a prude, but I'm just kind of, it's just sort of. Oh, no, like, it's just not for you. That's fine. Not for me. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I had a dream. Out, I was in the psych ward and Pete Davidson was there. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Uh-oh, Pete. How are you doing out there, Pete? I don't know. It's kind of anyone's guess with that guy, but he's. He just it. moved out of his mom's basement. Have you not seen those articles? No. <laughs> but he's like, he has his own apartment now. Apparently. Wait, why, why was in his mom's basement? He, that was like his thing. He was like living just for know, the hell like, of it. Yeah, yes. He like bought a house with his mom, but just like lived in the oh, basement. Okay. Oh, okay. Which, I, to be fair, I don't really understand basements because we don't have them here. <laughs> they are kind of weird. It's like yeah. partially sunken, but there's enough that's raised to have a window. Uh, yeah. So, what does, okay, this is a tangent. What does it mean when someone says they have a finished basement or they not finished basement? It means uh, unfinished is like, a horror movie basement with beams uh, and bricks, exposed brick. It's just it's just the bolts, the nuts and bolts of the house. Yeah. It's the foundation yeah. of the house. A finished basement ha- is furnished. And like a room. It's like a room. It, 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 yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, like, 
I'm sure he didn't live in like a I life, hope not. I hope like he did. <laughs> a lifetime horror film basement. Um anyway, I was watching a lifetime movie recently and they were like, here's your room to this kid. And it was like supposed to be a bad childhood, obviously, but they get they're like, here's your room, and they're so over the top mean. And then her room is like an attic with like not all the windows and all this shit. And I was like, <laughs> okay kudos on the set but like <laughs> there's exposed nails here and i don't think anybody's putting this nine-year-old child in this attic um no, there was exposed nails in the hallway to my bedroom as a child what the fuck <laughs> okay my okay listeners who do not know my mother is extremely crazy and one time in a state she decided she was going to tear up all the carpet in our hallway oh no um but like not properly. So and I was like, oh, those yeah, I was like three. <gasps> so yeah, there was like exposed nail and like the like the floor, like it wasn't like floorboards for like a nice. T- it was just like yeah. underneath carpet, you know. No, and this I, is like it was like yeah. a miner's cottage, so it's like been in Australia for like you know two hundred years, <laughs> and so it was just it was a mess. And I just like I have memories of walking to my bedroom that night and just like cutting my feet open and being like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> tetanus oh did she think there was gonna be something nice under there i don't know also every room in our house was painted with watered down um like paint samples oh no wow so yeah need to make a lifetime movie about you (laughs) pretty much yeah it's pretty great that's that's wild um that's pretty bad start writing your memoir now (laughs) um and we'll shop it um so um at this point, um, we see her mother, Rhonda, who, like, I totally did not think was her mom at first because she looked pretty young, but, like, really rough around the edges. Um, and her aunt, who she's really close to. So she is, I, I don't know that she's close to her mom so much because of their past, but she's in on speaking terms with her and she's very close with her aunt and her brother. Um, but like like you said, she has no self-esteem and a lot of shame. So she's really yeah. embarrassed. She lays low, like as you would. I mean, I understand that. Um, yeah. And then and the part where her brother's just like, you know, she she can't live with me. Like she's a meth addict and I can't financially oh. or mentally support and that. And I'm like, that's so fair. He's right for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he would be like, what, like 23? Like he's like my age, you know? Like, oh my God. And had no like no help, like from any like, yeah he's the one that has to help his mom um, exactly so yeah here's a clip of a couple it's the bulk of it is her mom talking about it's everybody talking about their childhood basically so this will give us some context if the amy of five years ago could see the amy of today she wouldn't even be able to stand her amy was my angel of the morning noon and night That's what I used to call her. She's a good, good person. She's happy and she's a really, really cool little sister. Loved her. She loved me back. It was cool. Amy was always um, a class clown, always jumping around and dancing and giggling and putting on shows and different costumes and, you know, just full of life. Amy and I didn't have, you know, a uh, typical, you know, childhood growing up like the American dream or whatever. 
I had two kids. I was in a bad marriage. I, I was overwhelmed. Everything just spun out of control. I um, lived in battered women's shelters with my mother. We've uh, lived in cars. Okay, so that's rough, obviously. <laughs> um, th like, that's just, she really didn't have a childhood because if you're worried about your safety, if you're safety insecure and food insecure and shelter insecure, like, you don't, the, all, childhood is shattered, you know? You, you, yeah. I don't know how you wouldn't have some sort of post-traumatic stress of many types and then unfortunately um in with a text we see or not a text with in text we learned that amy was molested at 16 by a close family member they don't specify this but um so that's fucking great like so she's vulnerable so a family member decides to take advantage of her which happens all the time unfortunately yeah um, and it's you know it's a that that kind of trauma is a direct you know a direct precursor to self-harm and substance abuse among other things and those are the two things that began shortly after the molestation and i mean she says herself um she started cutting for you know the reasons that depression and and you know for that um release like for those of you that don't know, um, people or when one self harms, they usually, they get kind of a high out of it. Um, it's hard to explain, but um, she says, but then I started doing meth and when you get high, there's no scar that everyone can see. So it's my invisible bandaid, which is a pretty good way of putting it. It's deep. Yeah. I mean, I, so this made me think not of my eating disorder, but it made me think of actually when i being in a in a dangerous relationship and being um, abused it made me think about how i don't know it just brought it up in my mind how it was sort of the opposite for me because when he would yell and scream and all that stuff like it was all in my head and then he would gaslight me into thinking like i was crazy so there was like no proof right but yeah i had i got this weird relationship to having bruises on my body because they started getting paired in my mind with like first of all he'd be he'd be sorry afterwards so a bruise meant i was in the clear for a while and also a bruise was proof that he could see so it was like yeah you can't touch me for a while kind of thing it's sick it's yeah. disgusting but um yeah yeah i definitely i saw him as a teenager and like you said like you get like a mild high from that and it was the same thing even just like was a teen as like a teenager it's so hard to like get any validation for any mental health things because you're like yes. especially if you're like assigned female at birth because everyone's just like oh you're just you know being dramatic it's just you're a teenager that's what it is when it's oh. like no it's depression but um and I think yeah. of a lot like but it's also just validating if you know you're 16 you have self-harm scars sometimes because it's like oh look you know something yeah. is wrong as dark as that exactly. is exactly no 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 that I, that's exactly how I felt and it wasn't I didn't um ever harm myself but it was almost like that was my means of harming myself in a yeah. way not like I wanted yeah. to get hit or hurt but because of the state that I was in you know I was not mentally healthy at all um so yeah but I did used to like like hit my stomach but I don't think that wasn't like for a high that was just like rage because I thought I was yeah mad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then we get this part that we've been talking about or talking up to, the fight with Tom on the sidewalk. Um, so this is a bit of a longer one. Uh, but basically, the, pr- the precursor to this is we know that Amy and Tom had a fight the night before. So now Amy's just like off on her own on the sidewalk somewhere. Um, and she's saying, you know, Tom doesn't want to be around the cameras, but now he's going to come back here and probably act like, you know, if, if, and if he comes back here, he's going to see the camera and act like an asshole for like to look like a big tough guy or something. And she's just like, at this point, done. It's a shame she couldn't stay done in the moment, but I mean, hashtag been there. Like, it's stupid. Why don't you turn around if you're not going to do that, Tom? Whatever, dude. Obviously, I'm not getting through to you. Obviously, you're not seeing that I'm trying to do something that's not selfish and just about me or just about you. I agree to the whatever, dude. But Listen that's because to me. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for anything. I'm doing this because I want to do it for me because it's important to me. My message is going to be put out there that there's some goodness in everybody, whether it's two homeless kids out in the streets. I know. That's I'm not why getting I'm here paid right now. For... I don't see why you don't understand that. I don't know what to do with myself, and I don't want to hurt anybody physically or mentally or any of that. So I take it out on myself and my body. My body's falling apart, dude, because I stress out and keep it all in so that no one else suffers, including your. Look what you're doing to me, dude. Can you see that? Like, this, this I'm gonna beat is... the f- out of you because you're not hearing me. You you're not f***ing hearing me. You are not f***ing hearing me. I'm leaving. Bye. Don't f***ing hand No, you, dude. Turn that off. You. Turn that off. I said... You better leave him alone, okay? Okay, so she's saying leave the cameraman alone because he starts to go after the... Like, Turn the camera off, man. Um, and just his voice, like... That's why you said I'm here. Like, he's so whiny and nasal. I just want to punch him like she does. And <laughs> honestly, astute observation, Matilda, because it completely, completely um, went over my head that what she's referring to here is how he treats her off camera. Not yeah. just not just his not wanting to be on camera or not wanting to listen to her reasons, but he's he's been, inv- to use your word, which is perfect, He's has not been validating her he's been invalidating her and he's probably been ghost gaslighting ghosting gaslighting her um you know and and that's why this pattern happens and right now i think you know she's not high anymore she's sober but she's still got that like been up for days energy yeah and she's just like i don't care and then she's like i want to fucking beat you up and um she's not a violent person she's like such a nice person when she sees her family she's just desperate yeah and she I, I did that when I was in with my ex. Like, we would be a God. This is you're so smart. They we would be around groups. <laughs> We'd be in groups of people, and that's when he would do something, and I would explode because that's where I was safe. And so everybody'd be like, "You're yeah," she's fuck. and he'd be like, "God, she's crazy, right?" And it, you know, it totally worked against me, and then I lost all my friends. But fuck them because they weren't friends. But um, not all my friends. Hi, Zach. <laughs> um, anyway, shout out to Zach. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> Still my friend. No, he's not the only one, but he's he's one of the good ones. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, when I was in that relationship, um, that would happen all the goddamn time. And I would think, yeah. oh, I'm bad, too. I'm bad, too. But you know what? It wasn't until right now that I just realized, of course, that's why I couldn't 
quote, couldn't help, you know, like engaging in that shit when other people were around is because subconsciously I knew I was safe. I mean, I'd still get punished later, but I don't know. Yeah. But in the moment you're okay. In the moment I was safe and I was pissed and I would, and that's why, I mean, I used to drink too much, obviously, because I was depressed as shit with an abusive guy and bulimic. So like sue me everybody um but like who doesn't have a time in their life that they drink too much i don't know people that don't drink you know that's what i'm saying but maybe not <laughs> I, I just i just sent this podcast to like my client's mom so gina if you're listening i do not have a problem with alcohol <laughs> shout out to gina <laughs> shout out to gina sorry she's like well don't say my name anyway um <laughs> okay we'll see if she listens now i'll know um <laughs> Uh, what the heck was I talking about? Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The same thing would happen. And I, um, yeah. So she's finally like, and I'm sure this kind of, this guy is the exact type of dickhead that would be like, did you see her? She's pushed me. She's pushed me. You know, like he would probably, he'd be that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, okay, this is a very specific scenario, but I remember like once when I was in primary school, there was this girl who was like bullying me and she was like, she'd never get caught for it. And she'd always just like say little things under her breath. And then like Ugh. the one, the one time I like retaliated and said something, I got in trouble. And I was like, Ugh. but there've been so many times she said stuff. You just haven't caught yeah. her. Yeah. yeah this was a girl who, this is when, um, so my sister had custody of me for like two years and this oh. girl in front of the class said, and we're arguing about something. And she goes, well, at least I have a mom. And I just Aww. burst into tears. That's horrible. I know. I don't, she, she, was bitch. T- she was 12. She should have known better. What a bitch. You know what? Yeah. You can be a bitch at 12. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like she was six. And like, you know, like we were old yeah. enough to know that was like, you, yeah. you do not go there. You could be anything you want to be, including an asshole. Yeah. You know. That's terrible. I'm very sorry. No, no shout out to her. She's the okay. Worst. I looked her up on Facebook. She's ugly now. It's fine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. She's oh. ugly on the inside. Um, right. And uh, I thought that reminds me of this story my dad told me recently. He said, "Well, we were talking about my job, and he's like, you've always been really interested in other people's behavior.'" And I was like, "Was that a bad thing?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "No." He said. One time, I remember you coming home from school and you said, you know, this girl in my class, I don't remember this. I always thought she was nice, but back in like kindergarten or something, he's like, you would say that um, so-and-so would, you know, do the same thing, like take something from you, me, or push me or something. And then I'd push her back and then I'd get in trouble. And I understood why I got in trouble, but I didn't understand why she was doing that. And he yeah. said, he said, she's doing it to get a reaction out of you and to get you in trouble. And he's like, and you just sat there and thought about that for like five straight minutes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Does that make me smart? I don't know. Or just really <laughs> difficult. Anyway, I guess I got a handle on it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know her anymore. Um, so <laughs> she's probably call, ugly too. I don't call her. No, she was fine. We were really young. <laughs> it's like, that's okay. what you do. That's what you do in kindergarten. You push people to see what happens. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> so after, right after this, Amy is really upset. She walks off and they call her brother to try and find her and talk, calm her down. But unfortunately, before he's able to get to her, she was able to get her hands on a knife and cut herself really, really deep, right? on like you can see me out there um <laughs> but cutting uh well i guess she cut 
um, horizontally, kind of, but right there. Was, real bad. Yeah, it was it was brutal. It looked like um, we see it after the stitches and it looked like really like stage makeup or something like it was. Like, yeah. Ah! From like a zombie. And you, not to get like too gruesome, but like you have to be pretty like unhinged to cut yourself that bad with a knife is yeah, the thing. Because most it's... people who cut themselves too deep do it with razors, yes. which is not not trying to be like one's no, 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 better no, 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 than the no, other or anything. No, but... but it's way sharper. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a good point. And sh- but oh my god. Ooh. And it's obviously she didn't. She obviously didn't mean to do it that badly. No, no. Because afterwards she's freaking out and she, you know, but she's from, crying. Like, I'm sorry. I'm it just sorry. shows how desperate and on just yeah. untouched from reality she is in that moment. Yes, exactly. Complete, complete panic. Like there's nothing. There's no way to be safe. Um, and so the brother's there. He finds her and sees what's going on. The producers are there, so that this is on film. They catch up to her. Obviously, they're not there when she cuts herself. Uh, the brother calls nine one one, and it's on like it's also on train tracks this whole time. And I the know. brother's like, "Get off the train tracks!" And she's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, honestly, me like a year ago, but um, <laughs> I, know. I yeah, I, yeah, I, but yeah, it's it was dark. It was I know, oh, it's just it's so so sad. She's, and she's just she keeps crying. apologizing, and she's it's saying, so sad. I'm sorry. She's not like he yeah. ruined my life, and this is so and so's fault. She's just saying I'm sorry, which breaks my heart because yeah. I totally relate to that. Um, so she's she's okay she's given she's taken to the er and given 16 stitches and because of how deep it was these stitches are fucking huge yeah they're real like they're, stitches with a capital s yes <laughs> stitches um and they i uh, said uh they look like frankenstein stitches it's really awful um and so it, she, it looks like something i would have reblogged on tumblr in like 2012 <laughs> which is dark but true yeah well yeah i mean it's kind of crazy when something's so gruesome it looks fake because we're not yeah. just seeing the version so it's like oh yeah that's oh now it's it's hard to compute i'm definitely was used to seeing things like that on 2012 tumblr it was yeah a lot of a lot of pro eating disorder a lot of pro self-harm right, stuff that was pretty right. dark yeah and that yeah. Comes, that comes into the next with the next girl yeah um, 2012 tumblr okay i was never a tumblr gal i good i hear lore i did live journal that was okay (laughs) but it's probably still out there somewhere all my stupid poems actually i take that they were good some of them are good poems okay (laughs) um so her brother sweet sweet vince takes he's like we're so close to the intervention you know off camera i need her to be safe so he gets at a hotel room specifically to keep her away from tom after this 72 hour hold and she they get into the hotel room and she's like oh my god we have two yeah. beds oh my god we have a sink like it's not a nice hotel it's fine it's a fine yeah, it's hotel. like i'd stay it's there better than i can afford right now but it's yeah. like it's like the ritz yeah she's like I'm not even like a joking it? way like she's no so excited well and i it's not but you think about it it's like she's that kid the kid that's like yeah. you scored a hotel for tonight are you fucking kidding yeah me? Ugh. Yeah, when she's homeless, it probably is fucking the Ritz. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Um, and she's so excited, but then she goes, "Give me my phone," and he goes outside and he goes, "Oh no, I hope I think she's calling Tom." She walks in and she says, "Tom's coming," and I just wrote, "Oh great!" And then when he shows up, it's like really blatantly awkward and cringy because they just start like making out, and Vince is just standing there. 
It's so and weird. I feel, On front of cameras, so bad. too. I feel so bad for Vince because, like, what's he going to do? Be like, no, he can't come. And then yeah. she'll just leave the hotel room and he won't exactly. know where she is. And, you know. Exactly. But, like, it's that's, that's the thing when people are like, oh, you know, people are enabling. It's like, well, what do you do in that situation? Do you, you know, let your sister go off into the night? Yeah. No, she's going to be safe. Or do you let her abusive boyfriend come for the night and then you at least know where she is? Right. I, yeah. That's why, that is why the bottom lines come into play. Cause you can't, yeah. you can't, because you can't not. So that means you can't, really can't have a relationship, you know, until yeah. they hopefully change their mind and, you know, seek help or offer or, uh, you know, accept help. Um, because you're right. Otherwise your instincts are going to be to protect your family or your friend. Or yeah, of course. And that's not, yeah. that doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, there are people like, um, in the episode we're going to cover next, like that, the mom enablers and the dad. Like, yes. Everything yeah, that's true. Awful. Like they're bad people because it was more convenient for them to enable basically. Yes. But this, this is not convenient for anybody. It's no, scary. this really is just like, it's a terrible situation and people are trying their best. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, well, Vince is trying his best. Tom is not trying the best of oh, anything. He's just a, People of, people of quality are trying their best. Okay. Tom, yes. Tom doesn't. Tom doesn't count. <laughs> and of course, his name is Tom, right? Tom. <laughs> he seems like the type of guy at my high school that would have like caught me after I come out and be like, "Oh, I heard you like girls," and I would have been like, "Yeah, I do." But he'd be like so thrown off by my straightforwardness about it, he would just be like, "Oh, okay, bye," and then just left. Like <laughs> I was gonna give enough and try to bully me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make fun of you, but now I don't know what to do. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, literally. Ab- absolutely lazy bullying for sure. Uh, so I just wrote, she's maniacally happy, um, and they're kissing, and then they go off to get high, and the brother's just really mad. He's like, "Oh, I wonder where you're going," and she's like, "Goodbye," and he's like, "Well, their stuff is here, so at least I know they'll come back." And he's just like, "This is so." Lord awful you know we just need to get to this intervention um and he was really mad he said this, this is very disrespectful and i'm not pleased with that at all and i'm like i wouldn't be either and then we <laughs> we get ken who i have totally changed my mind about i used to be like a not a big ken fan but i freaking mm. fucking love ken now because first of all he's gotten way better well he's really grown into his role as an interventionist so in current seasons he's like he's like almost jeff level like and i love mm. um i wish there was i wish it was easier to get intervention in australia so it's only there's one season on netflix and like random uh, episodes on like youtube i wonder if you're able to oh i'm glad you were able to find them um yeah i wonder if you're able to what was i gonna say are you getting um, a vpn prime oh Oh yeah, you could. Um, Prime, oh, yeah, it might be on Prime actually. I haven't checked. I it's on Prime held here. off getting Prime ages because of Amazon, but I finally I paid recently and got it. It's, I was like, God damn it! It's got so many things I want to watch. I'm picking my battles. You know, yeah. my battle, my battle right now is the chicken industry and how that's terrible in yeah. America. So like, I just, yeah. I, yeah, totally not trying to shame anyone. Like, I get the like, no, no, no it's no, a no, mega no. corporation. It's and I, you know, I do want ethical things consume analytical things all the time i'm not trying to we have make to anyone feel bad no that's my point is we all pick our yeah. things you, know, you can't do it all because it's the infrastructure is so strong but we can all yeah do our best um the more you know no, just that's <laughs> a reference that's american so you're probably like what? yeah 
No, I know it, it was a Tumblr oh. meme, so I know it. Oh, yeah, it's like an NBC like PSA thing. It'd be like, did mm. you know that when you smoke, your lungs turn black? The more you know. <laughs> yeah, it was like a I say I'm like 2012 Tumblr meme, so I I know the like logo. <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, so where was I? Okay, so okay, so then there's the pre-intervention, and they basically get down to it. Ken is saying, look, the bottom line has to be that she can't reach out to any of you guys anymore because that's all we have to go off of. Like, that's all we, we don't, he yeah. doesn't live with any of you. You don't support her habit, which is good. But, you know, usually an intervention, like people live with somebody or like they're financially dependent or even getting drugs from the enabler. Yeah. In this case, she's not. But um, Ken is spot on because her family means everything to her. And yeah. A second well it's, it's all she's had you know well, consistently like, in her life it's all she's she, had. she does not blame her family which is also rare yeah <laughs> um she blames herself but that's a that's a trauma thing you know that's or it's a lot of things it's a lot of thing things it's a depression thing it's a trauma thing it's a uh what was the other thing i was gonna say i don't know i don't know codependency but yeah um, when you when you blame yourself sometimes it's easier to feel like you're in control absolutely because like you're only does she says it herself in that speech she's like i try to take it all on myself so no one else has to hurt yeah and it's yeah. like oh I, f I feel that a lot um i relate to that so the intervention begins and when she walks in she's surprised but she's so happy to see everybody it's like she could yeah. she could not care less that like oh you lied to me me you know which a lot of them do which is like i shouldn't make fun of that because i probably would have done the same thing if I'd been confronted in this way. Um, but she's really happy to see everybody. And I wrote this basically proves to us that the bottom line should be effective because yeah, look how happy she is to see them. She's willing to do this. Then maybe she's willing to go to treatment. Um, she cries when at the point that she sees her best friend and her aunt, and she pretty much cries for the rest of the time. It's, it's so like, um, basic human like instinct of her she just breaks down and she starts like cooing almost like a dove when her brother is talking she's like hugging him and buried him she's like oh yeah she's so childlike and yes, you know she's exactly. only 20 but she seems so much younger but she's that she was 16 when this all started so yeah not, yeah she's really stunted she did graduate high school somehow like amazing with all that moving around and shit and being on drugs yeah. and that trauma but um you know but god knows what she was going through at that time she needs a time she needs to be able to be a kid you know yeah that's the thing she never got to grieve or be a kid or be a scared little kid she had like her mom said my kids were braver than me you know on the outside i guess because they had to be um so he says what the program is she, she doesn't really resist she just says what kind of place is it and he says it's a treatment facility she says what kind of treatment and he says drug and alcohol and she says you know don't like a gossip <laughs> and she's like oh my god so, uh, and she says uh if it's a rehab you know i can get as many drugs in there as i can out here like like a i assume like, like a court ordered rehab or so like a not yeah. such not so legitimate program rehabs are private guys so at least in this country so some of them are not great and some of them are better <laughs> that's basically all there is to it so a lot of times in these episodes you'll hear people say no i've been to rehab however many times it doesn't work and then the interventionist will say this place is not like where you've had to go before like this is yeah freaking legit you know they actually help you with your mental health which not all places do they'll just dry you out um so 
she says, um, where's Tom? And I have to play this audio because it's just so good. It's short. <laughs> it's short, but it's I love it so much. Um, He'll be okay. We have something set up for him, the same type of gift. Okay, well, I, I, you guys aren't going to, like, take me away right now or anything. Yeah, it's ready to go now. Yeah. But yeah. I don't get to say bye to Tom? Um, right now, we'd rather that you go through this and just take care of it and... Okay. <gasps> Yay! Smart girl! Love you, Tom. <laughs> Good girl! Are you ready? <laughs> so, yeah, you guys. So the ultimate fuck you to Tom, which I loved. <laughs> Not that it's about Tom, but she's like, what can I see, Tom? It's almost like she feels like she has to ask, kind of. Like, yeah. So she's so used to depending on him. And he says, no, we'd rather you don't. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost Phew! like once... Once there's permission for her to not feel bad about it, she's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Like, you have to tell me no. It's almost like she was like, tell me no, tell me no. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a way. So, guys, uh, here's how it turns out. Um, oh, right. Then they go to the hotel where Tom's passed out. What a fucking loser, dude. He didn't. That's not even his hotel room. He's passed out. Or maybe it was a different hotel room. I don't know. And Ken offers him treatment, says Amy's going. Um Tom's just like, is it a lockdown facility? And they say, oh, God, no, 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 no. You can sign yourself in, sign yourself out. He says, I think I could handle that. And he says, yeah. And he goes, pretty much. <laughs> so well, he's stoked. Do they have, like, locked-in rehabs? Or is that, that sounds like more like a psych ward thing. If you were being locked, I mean, I don't know. It is private. So I'm sure a family could do yeah. that. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, I bet you would have to consent to being staying for a certain oh time yeah is yeah, what he's yeah. referring okay. to not okay that like, makes sense not like a 5150 or whatever yeah yeah i just took way too much water <laughs> from my water <laughs> bottle and like choked oh my god not even drinking um okay so he says yes and then amy goes to a rehab in um arizona and she seems very eager and happy her first night and then we don't see more footage. This is, um, I don't know if it's because of the time, but this episode does not show a three-month update where you get to see the person, which is too bad because I really like those. Uh, excuse me. So it's all text. But we learned that Tom left after 11 days of rehab, got a job in construction, and says he's been sober since the intervention. I don't find that convincing. Um, Amy completed treatment and returned to California to live with Tom eye roll emoji she got a job as a waitress and has not used meth i wrote math has not used meth since the intervention or math no i'm just kidding um so <laughs> for her there is no extra update um but i guess i could look it up but i, I like to think she's i'm worried though it does seem like they're doing a bit better but not better enough she's still with tom like i yeah. don't believe he's sober so i don't, I don't... no neither do i but like at least, at least i have a job like I mean, he got a job. Did he keep a job? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so now we're moving on, everybody, to Annie. Annie. Yeah. yeah? Annie is 21, and she looks like she's about 45. Yeah, Annie has a very long face, like, in the sense that she's got a lot of sadness in her face, and she's just... Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't read as young. She looks... She definitely looks older than... Um, 
but also she's had a you know this eating disorder for a long time and that yeah can, that, that can age you so it does age you um, i think also because both her and her best friend are also engaged at 21 so they seem older yeah one of them well the friend is married um and oh, then Jesus. yeah I, not that no no shaming well, anyone who wants to get married yet i'm just i well that's stereotype for me if you had i wouldn't have ever been i didn't want to i never thought i wanted to but uh except when i was maybe like five but um because that seems so old um <laughs> but right i i don't know if the being with partners is sort of a coping mechanism for each of them yeah um yeah but I, I can imagine that happening you know needing somebody else to kind of run your life for you so you can yeah, that makes sense maintain your eating disorder i don't know so annie's 21 as you said and she lives in texas and she works as an after-school leader like in an after-school program so like a daycare kind of thing um and she's like i love them they're great like i'm sure she loves the kid but you can tell the kids but you can tell like she's not capable of having pat like a real yeah she's not in the room when she's in the room like yeah so you can't feel like genuine joy even when you're doing something that you know the real you loves and so Annie, I, oh god i was like i went to an after school care program when i was like i don't know like 11 12 and then a month after i left that school i remember talking to a friend who was still going to that school and she was saying she was at after school care and the principal came in and like told all the kids they had to go play outside and then all the like adults who worked at the after school care program all left the building and the kids were like, what happens? And they were like, we all just got fired and we can't legally talk to you guys anymore. What? And they all left. And to this day, I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. But yeah, every single person who was working at the after school care, because, like, the school ran it, got fired at once. Well, it's not a like, money thing, like, you wouldn't do that during school. Exactly. So, like, something or during bad must have happened. But I don't, nothing ever, you know, like a, publicly a came out. Like a drug ring going on? Oh, my God. That's Maybe. Crazy. I don't know. All they all the seemed, people. I mean, I. I was a well, child, but they all seemed nice. Maybe they were like giving you Tylenol or something to make you sleep. That happened here. <laughs> that happened. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there was like a ki kitty academy or some shit, whatever they called it. I don't know what it was called, um, which is like a franchise of like strip mall daycares. Yeah. And uh, in Morgan Hill, the town next, right next to where I grew up, one of them, everybody got arrested because they found out they'd been giving the children like cough medicine at nap time to make them sleep it's kind of iconic though <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of it though and then like oh no, that's bad were, like, wrapping them up in sleep bags sleeping bags and stuff it was really bad um oh yeah. that's horrible no one's no kids yeah they didn't know everybody was okay at the end of it but yeah so maybe it was something like that i don't know maybe they were giving the kids yeah. cigarette cigarettes <laughs> That's so my thing is like I just I would like to know. I mean it's been over ten years, so I'll I'll never know, but well I would like know, to know. And investigate that shit. Maybe you can find out. That's wild. <laughs> All the kids are like, oh are we in charge now? Yeah, oh, pretty much. Okay. So um, but she's also a dancer. Like I guess she takes private lessons and we see her dancing. Would you call this like modern ballet? <laughs> I don't know. She takes this is very with, mean. With she ribbons? takes her dancing very seriously for someone who's not that impressive of a dancer <laughs> okay because i was like maybe i'm missing something or maybe it's because the music's not playing because for some that's reason, what i was thinking they cut the music obviously it would be like it would be copyrighted music so some maybe yeah. if the music was playing it would seem better but that's, yeah it, it doesn't seem i mean it's better than anything i could do definitely but it doesn't yeah. seem like that 
impressive, it's a lot of, to be it's honest. A lot, I mean, she is doing, like, with her to- feet, you can see she's doing, like, the, the plies and shit. But yeah. um, the, the ballerina positions. Um, but she's it's just a lot of, like, wide arm stretching and, like, tilting of the head. And, like, there's, like, scarves hanging everywhere. So she's, like, moving her arms around in the scarves. Like, I don't really know yeah. what it would be called. So I just wrote modern ballet, question mark. Um, and she's also anorexic and bulimic. And many of you out there might ask, how can you be both of those? They are opposites. No, my friend. <laughs> they, you can combine all the disorders you want, baby. All in one. Such a, like, 2006, like, title card, you know? Yeah, seriously. Um, I was I was diagnosed bulimic, but I definitely had anorexia before I developed bulimia. And yeah, same. It's very common. Um, I still... I get. I don't know if I would have been. I wouldn't have been considered anorexic when I was still bulimic because I I binged and purged enough that that was like the primary diagnosis. But for Annie, she avoids food as much as possible. Like she'll only have like 150 calories a day, and then if she, at some points, she will engage in binging and purging. But as we find out later, she also engages in chewing and spitting, which I never got into. Did you do that? I tried it once and Me too. It. it was <laughs> there was no good in it. It was like, well, I yeah. my, I physically like feel like I need to swallow. So when I spit it out, it's like an unfinished sneeze yeah. or something. It's like it's there's I mean, no, like, nothing good about it. I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten to a point of enjoying it when I, you know, my eating disorder kept going, but if you kept doing it, probably you would get used to it and you'd like be able to yeah. like, fight that reflex. But it looks painful when she's doing it. Do you notice that? Yeah. She's yeah, like, it do- yeah, it doesn't look like enjoyable. Which she's trying not to swallow. Yeah, it's and it's not, and it's. I but I remember that so well, like staying up late at night so my partner would be asleep, and like I actually swallow the food and then threw it up. But yeah, um. So, but I also can relate to that feeling of like I just don't want to commit to throwing all of this up right now. Yeah, um, or just like which is when gross, you but... so dark, but like when you eat a lot of like junk food in a binge, and then you're so tired. And you're just like, and now I have to walk to the bathroom. And now I have to throw it But up. I have yeah. no energy. But you do it because you have a disorder and that's what. Yep. I totally. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to like, what will I do? Like, I can't run the shower. Like, the noise. Just all the factors. Yeah. For, me, for me, it was always fear of making noise. Um, uh, having an eating disorder is a lot of mental work. It's a fucking, it's a full-time yeah. job, ladies and gents. And yeah. it sucks. Yeah. A lot. Um. So don't do it, please. But if you are, but if you're struggling, uh, great. If you're struggling, no shame. Um, I, no shame. But you know, reach out because you you can get to a point where you really do believe that you want to get better. You just don't know how. Yes. It just doesn't feel possible, but that doesn't mean you don't necessarily want it. You know. Um. Okay. So anyway, and that's just my experience, of course. So her, she's had an eating disorder for twelve years, which means she was oh god math 21 uh 11 minus two nine nine thank you (laughs) my god nine that's wild and so that's like super pathological to start i don't know about how young were you if you don't mind my asking when you're i was 11 when i like started yeah when i started like binging and purging but like oh my god looking back they were like yeah it's scary um kind of like little droplets of eating disorder things before then yeah. but like 11's when it became like full-on 
Got it. Yeah. And then it. Yeah. It, which it, is so scary. Cause like my niece is my niece, oldest niece is 10 this year. And like, you know, she sure. is like totally different circumstance than I am. Like my sisters are totally right. breaking the like cycle, but like, right. That's good. Yeah, it's amazing. But like, I look at her and I'm like, Tan, you were so young. And I was like, so depressed at her age. Like, we had on, uh, yeah. a, we had a family thing for Easter last week. I don't know. I said the word like suicide. And my sister was like, oh, don't, don't like talk about that in front of the kids. And I was like, these kids don't know what suicide is yet. Like, <laughs> what? I was already <laughs> suicidal by their age. Like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. That's dark. <laughs> I know. By the time I was their age. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Um, th- wow. Mm. Uh, yeah, so both really young, and like you said, it was must have been a reaction to your circumstances, which definitely, yes, definitely, definitely was for Annie because not only was she also molested herself at um nine, so yeah, that's when it started, um, but she also got raped by a co worker when she was 17, so she's just hot and. Her parent, her family sucks. Like her parents suck objectively. Like, yeah, they don't horrible. even in the documentary because like she has no relationship with them. Um, and we find out later that like Kevin, her fiance, got her parents to go to counseling with her, and they like sat there and said flat out to her and the therapist, she doesn't have an eating disorder. Like yeah. how they religious, right? They must be. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Not that just because like our daughter, she always she says she doesn't say a lot, but she says like I never, you know, I never met their standards. I never was good enough. Um, and she's like very like when she talks, she's very meek and mumbling. She's like, I just didn't, didn't meet their standards. Yeah. It's also it's just like, what standards could you have met at eight years old? <laughs> no, it's horrible. And she says, um, she. Yeah, was a disappointment to them and could not measure up. Uh, Oh, sorry, she was molested at six. And then she started refusing, I guess around nine, started refusing to eat as a child for to kind because that was the only thing she could control. Um, And no action was taken on her being molested. She said she didn't tell anyone at the time. And then when she was raped at 17, and you hear her say it was my fault for being in the for putting myself in that situation, which is insane because it's never, it's never your fault, but this was a coworker at her job. I yeah. Mean, so you, the situation she put herself in was work. Um, yeah. So of course not her fault. And it's but, like, but obviously family- no one deserves to be sexually assaulted at all. But like oh. when you hear things like that, when like something's happened, like, you know, you're molested and then raped later on in life. It's like, why did it happen that twice? Like, you know, yeah. you don't deserve two things. Not yeah. that anyone deserves anything, but you know yeah. what I mean? But I think it's because, you know, that trauma of the molestation, because that's happened to me. I, yeah. Hashtag my story. But not I wasn't a coworker. It's different story. But, you know, it's happened multiple times. And to that, I, I used to wonder that, too. Like, oh, it's bad luck. But no, it's it's a mixture of a lot of things. But I think, you know, when you are a certain type of person that's been hurt in certain ways and, like, bended in certain ways and manipulated in certain ways... Uh, predators see that they sniff it out and they, yeah. they sick themselves on you so if you're out there thinking why am i attracted to the terrible people it's like well maybe you're not maybe they're attracted to you you know if you have that yeah. those ones. and it's not your fault that's what i'm saying it's not your fault just find better people if you want yeah we well, see it especially with like with the church with all those like priests who were you know pedophiles yeah. it's like they weren't targeting the kids you know had 
good home life. So targeting the kids who, you know, had divorced parents or were financially struggling or or needed a role model or, you know, like the kids they take advantage of. Or that bullshit where people be like, oh, well, it's like, isn't it crazy how like a lot of boys who got raped turn out to be gay or vice versa women? And it's like, they didn't turn out to be anything. They were already an outcast. Duh. Exactly. They were struggling with their identity. I don't think they should have been outcasted, but clearly like put two and two together. (sighs) Anyway. um, PayPal. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So um, (laughs) we meet Selena, her friend, who is also, also has an eating disorder. And right away you see her and you're like, whoa, okay. Selena is extremely thin. Um, Yeah. Scary. Like scary. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um. I have a cousin who's like extremely, extremely anorexic. Oh. She, um, when Mike was, she first, we first knew about it when she was 15. And she, you don't, you don't know what this is because you don't know what kilos is, but she was 30 kilos. I do, which but is I like, have to like do the math in my head. Yeah. Very, that's like what a child weighs, you know, like 30, yeah. A teenager you should like, be weighing. And she had a, she was hospitalized because her heartbeat was 20 beats per minute. Oh, it scares me. And that's yeah. Me. And she's relapsing really badly right now. Oh, I'm really, really scared she's going to end up in hospital or die. To be honest, and there's nothing. You know, we're not we're not close or anything. There's nothing. Even if we were, there's nothing I can do about it. But it's really scary. It's still awful. Sixty six pounds. Yeah. Oh my. And Lord. she was fifteen. Yeah. I can't believe that you could live that way. I. I mean, yeah. She was not, but. You know? yeah it was it was really yeah and she's like i've my aunt and uncle upload for like they take a lot of photos she'll upload like photos for her all the time and i'm like she is she is one day away from getting hospitalized like so, her heart's gonna think about something's gonna happen it's really scary it's crazy that sorry she's I'm not, just, no it's okay blog. it's, it's what yeah. we're talking about it's crazy that she's not already in the hospital if the, her heartbeat is that slow that was when she was 15 i don't know what oh, it would I see be what, now right, 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 right. but she so looks that's what you said yeah sorry. i mean she's never it's never like gone away, but there's been times where it's been better than it is now. Right. But I just right. think, yeah, it's just like she's at the lowest. My uncle, like when I visited last year, said she's the lowest weight she's been at since she was 15. Oh. Which I'm like, I don't know how she would have gotten any lower weight, to be honest, without like right. ripping her skin off. But um, but yeah, it's really scary and I'm really worried about her, to be honest. But that's very sad. Nothing you can do, which sucks. Well, talk about it that's always yeah worth something yeah yeah um speaking- yeah this is my aunt and uncle who are extremely rich but three of their four kids have eating disorders <gasps> whoa yeah. yeah that's unreal yeah and I'm like not that it's a parent's fault but I feel like if a majority a- of your kids have eating disorders you should do some do some that's reflection. A, that's a trend. That's a trend. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, call in some reinforcements. <laughs> Get some yes. help. Yeah. Um, wow, that's wild. Um, so she also uses laxatives. Um, just that's in there. Um, and then we meet Selena, but we don't really get into Selena until the end of this episode, really. Um when then- I was sorry, I interrupt again. When no, I was at the hospital I'm- with my kidney stone, they were trying to give me laxatives because I was on um so many painkillers oh, and they were like right. wow this, they were like these are really not working on you you must have like a high tolerance to uh, and i had to be like oh um yeah there's a there's a reason <laughs> yeah by the way <laughs> i really um yeah same same girl oh my god it's it's unreal to i used to take them like the strong ass ones and i yeah. take them like every so many hours so that i would never like 
not have them in my system. I know that people go oh, way, way, yeah. way crazier with them, but it's, it was so screwy. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night with just like the worst cramping, but I didn't care. Yeah. The cramping. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. I want to get it all out of me. Um, yeah. so, it's not fun. Like, it's I know. I just feel like eating disorders are such a romanticized mental illness when it's like the reality is oh, it's so gross. fucking horrific. It's disgusting, especially yeah. throwing up. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not ashamed of myself, but yeah, it's awful. It's an awful, awful, awful place to be. And I never want to go back. No, me neither. Um, good. Cheers to that. Cheers. Our, cheers to <laughs> my water. <laughs> I have I, iced tea. Nice. Cheers. Oh, I like your cup. It's cute. Thank you. It's my friend who works at Starbucks got me this pride cup that's imported oh. from the US because so this is, okay, this is also a tangent no one cares about, but this is your <laughs> guys' venti size. Yes. And our ventis are, like, this big. <laughs> oh, no. Your ventis are so grandes. She, she gave this to me, and I was like, why is it so big? <laughs> she was like, that's the American size. And I was like, oh, oh my. So I was like, so every time I've looked up how many calories are in a oh Starbucks thing, it's been inaccurate because I've been looking up American sizes. So that was oh great. Oh, my God. So you've been having fewer calories this whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know America. Yeah. Everything's bigger in America, <laughs> including the people. So, um. Mm. yeah i don't get ventis of like of anything really except unless i want an it's like an iced tea and i want enough oh, i tea. love an iced tea so because sometimes they put so much ice in it there's no there's no water yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's but that's like ice i'm i think i'm fine um so what was i gonna say oh and then we meet kevin who is uh annie's fiance and he is explaining that you know he they both have self-image issues although he does not have a disorder of any kind but he was burned in a car accident so he has marks on his face it doesn't look like um i mean he's not i guess technically it's called being disfigured but it's it almost looks like discoloration more than anything else like, yeah yeah i feel like with some good foundation you can probably cover it to be honest yeah he has scar tissue you know you can see where the skin burned and that's got to be horrible i can't even imagine but like he seems to function very well in the world yeah and in his body um and he you know he works and he leads a pretty normal life and he just really wants to be here for annie obviously he did not know well, not obviously, but he didn't know what was going on when he met her. But, you know, he loves her, so he has stuck with her. And um, uh, Kyler did not know that I was <laughs> bulimic, obviously, when we met, because why would I tell anybody? Um, <laughs> but then after we'd been together for about, I think, I want to say it was May, so six months, I just, like, told him. I was like, I don't want you to not know. I don't know what to do. Whoa. Yeah. And then when we moved here, eventually, I, I once we were living together, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get help now. I'm, I'm done with this. So, but he was, you know, but but he wouldn't have proposed to me if I wasn't better. That was what yeah. really highlights how young these people are. It's like, I went through a lot of work. He did a lot of work. We've done a lot of work. <laughs> not on our relationship, but like, on me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and on him just like understanding and he's amazing. Um, but yeah, he would have never because it wouldn't have been right or real or like I would have never been in the right headspace for that. Um No, you shouldn't you shouldn't I don't know what else going on with that. But yeah, it's like you should both be in a healthy mindset when you make that. And that's not I don't mean that because like I'm chronically mentally ill and I'll never be like 
in a hundred percent better place but there are obviously you know times where I'm actively worse and actively better yeah and there's times where I'm actively better is when I should be making the decisions for my life which is what I'm trying to say about the situation no I, I agree with you I think everybody has their own degrees of mental illness you know I I, see, yeah. I, have, I have plenty of them I got the PTSD the OCD <laughs> all of you know um and all that stuff and sometimes I'll just be like oh wow having a big OCD day today with Kyler and I'll be like what I'm like yeah I can't stop like <laughs> do it clenching my jaw like this i'll be just be like okay that sounds terrible um but but i'm okay it's i'm i'm noticing yeah you know i'm dealing yeah i'm coping with it um i'm crazy no i'm just kidding uh so after all this so there is the clip that i'm finally going to play a clip um and this is a clip of uh annie talking about her eating disorder named eddie which is like kind of an obvious name <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't know why it really annoyed me i was like yeah, that's not original like anyway but she's young yeah i never gave mine a name i was just it was just like a part of me to me it was like a part yeah of me. i definitely like personified my eating disorder but i never gave it a name there's nothing wrong with it it's just the whole eddie thing that's what they do in rehab or not in rehab but in tre treatment so it's yeah like, it's like coming from a treatment perspective instead of like a sick person so for me so it's just took it caught me off guard i was like eddie like you must have, <laughs> you must have picked that up from like someone in the hospital um that, yeah. that that name but who knows it's probably from also the inspiration shit too I'm definitely sure it's all over there so i'm gonna play this clip and that's what this is all about um in case anybody doesn't know Thinspiration is a term that exists in autocorrect and um <laughs> which shocked me um but it uh it basically means what it sounds like it's eating just people with eating disorders um encouraging themselves and other people with eating disorders to maintain their disorder and become thinner and thinner and thinner so it's like you go girl but for like a really terrible thing um and th this as a matilda has much experience with and as do i but to a lesser degree because i didn't engage in it but i definitely looked at it um is all over the fucking internet <laughs> and you have to be really careful when you go to eating disorder sites and make sure that that's not a part of it because they will hide it so that they don't yeah. get shut down it's it's definitely better now than it used to be like you mm -hmm. used to have a be able to google like pro and like 50 fucking forums yeah, will come up and like now that. if you don't it's like get help you know like the yeah. outlines and stuff so it is better but it's still like if you, if you know the right places you can find it yeah i'm sure it's all over reddit um yeah oh yeah that's true i haven't looked but so anyway so that's what is being referred to here so eddie is the eating disorder finspiration journals are what she's reading from when she is kind of saying random phrases. It's all of these things that she's written that she says are, you know, what Eddie says to her. My disorder is this voice inside my head. And it's, it's a guy and his name is Eddie. These are my inspiration journals. This is Eddie right here. That's his monster eye. <sighs> this is Eddie screaming at me. 
plus size pig big grammar not to think about eating you effing pig. You're fat, huge, ugly, untouchable, dirty, gross, jiggle, plus size pig big pig. Finally, your huge thighs won't touch. I hate feeling. I, I watch myself like a third person outside of me. I think fat, fat, fat. Just the host for this evil thing that took over my life without me even knowing until it was too late. You effing pig. H A L P. Help. Okay, that was a lot. I just noticed something that I did not notice before that she quoted mm -hmm. jo the show Joan of Arcadia in there, which totally makes sense mm -hmm. for the time period. I fucking love that mm -hmm. show, dude. But where she she wrote out help and glow in the dark stars or just star stickers. And she, that's what she's tracing when she says AGLP. And underneath it, it says pay attention to um, behavior. People don't always ask for help. And that's quoted Joan of Arcadia. So some of these are the inspiration and some of them are act just absolute cries for help. So it's a mixture. Yeah. It's um, like, like I said before, literal my like Tumblr blog from like ages fourteen it's, to sixteen. It's Tumblr twenty twelve. Can, can that be your like, name? Can I call you? Yeah. Can your name, your persona, soda name, be Tumblr twenty twelve? Basically, I'll say I don't want to like tell me what it is, just in case anyone you know is looking for like dark things. But I'll send you some yeah. big screenshots later. Oh, okay, okay. Just okay. to give you context. But um. Oh yeah, I would love to. Now I know you're not doing it now. But, um, so. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is literally like. Almost ten years ago, just so everyone knows, this is not like yeah, twenty twenty twelve, baby. But um, but yeah, it was dark Wait, times. Are you are you twenty three? Twenty three next month. Oh, happy birthday soon! Thank um, you. Yeah. Okay, so you're exactly ten years younger than me. That is so. Oh wow. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? God, when I was twenty three, I was only two years into my bulimia. That's crazy. Mm, it's sad. Yeah. I got a head start. It's fine. Well, I was anorexic at 18. So, uh, I win. <laughs> just, just saying. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it was. But... No, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> you gotta laugh. Um, so, yeah, that's really dark, what we just listened to. But can I just say, like, I'm glad you could see this because did you, was there any of the magazine cuttings that stuck, got, stuck out to you when she was, like, looking? The, like, the ballerina one? Well, I, yeah, but Did you also, see that one? No, but well, yeah, but also the one that says it's just a cutout of Mary Kate. Like, no, I didn't see that. The pictures are blurred out, but you can just see Mary Kate at the top. Uh, and you're like, oh, girl, no, that's yeah, not your idol. <sighs> Mary Kate Olsen famously struggles with yeah. anorexia and does not look good now and hasn't in a long time. No, I, yeah, I strongly doubt she's recovered, which is sad, but. It's, yeah, no. I, I, can't, I just, it's hard enough, like, dealing with an eating disorder in just normal life. I can't fucking imagine being a celebrity and having... And having no choice in it, by all the of that. way. Being forced yeah. to be a celebrity by your parents who created a machine. It's not like you had the choice yeah. to just, like, leave acting, you know? Yeah. Ugh. At least Elizabeth, like, chose to go into Yeah, acting. exactly, yeah. But God knows, I mean... I did, oh, God, I, I thought it was very interesting. I saw a clip on Twitter the other day of Elizabeth Offlin where someone was, like, some, like, red carpet and she was, like, would you like to win an Oscar one day? And she was, like, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, you can tell she does not want any part of fame. She just wants to, you know... Create. She wants to be creative. Yeah. I, I love yeah. her. She's, oh, she's so good. good. That yeah. movie, Marcy, whatever, 
Marcia, I don't know what you're talking Marcia, about. Marsha, Marcy, May Marlene or something like that. Yeah. May Marlene. It's an indie film and she's in a cult. Like she's born Oh, I love a cult. cult. Yeah. And um, or I think she was born into it, but like she escapes. It's really good. Marcia, yeah. Martha, Marcia, Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. That's it. Martha, Marcy, a... Marlene. Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. Uh. There's a cafe in my in the town my grandparents lived in that's run by a cult. And I really want to go there. But my grandma won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm not letting you she's like i, I just have to drive me because it's like a little it's yeah. a little town and she's like i'm not driving you to the cold cafe <laughs> how many times do i have to tell you <laughs> every time <laughs> pretty <laughs> much this is where right after this she talks about her parents we already went over that and we talk about where the eating disorder originated um and then I'm just going to skip to another clip because we already talked about everything in between about her being raped um, by a coworker at 17 and the fact that her family was no help or support. So I have a clip here. Oh, actually, I don't really need to play it. Well, I'll play it. Um, clips, 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 clips. It's really short, but it's fine. Here we go. The only coping mechanism that she's had since that time has been anorexia and bulimia. About six months ago, I got Annie and her parents together in the same room with a counselor, and it was a complete disaster. And they wouldn't listen to the therapist, what she had to say. They wouldn't listen to me. They wouldn't listen to Annie. And they both said there's no way she could have an eating disorder. There's no way. I just want, all I want is for them to love me. hard time look i don't i mean no shade but i have a hard time imagining spending a lot of time around annie yeah she seems like a drain so she's eeyore and i don't blame her <laughs> i'd be eeyore too i'm just saying it's it's got to be hard like yeah she must not be like that all the time this must just be because you know she's talking to us about it and she's being as real as possible which i appreciate for the documentary yeah. stuff, but it's just like wow um yeah do you want to hear a real a real doc therapy story for my childhood totally so when I was I was being 12 my mom took me to see her therapist with her to be like we need to work on our problems which our problems was that she was abusive it wasn't me I was a child but whatever <laughs> oh my God. um That's and terrible. I remember my therapist her therapist was like okay both write down like the things you can work on in your relationship that like you know the things that you need to work on nicely and I wrote down like a list of stuff that I was doing which I don't know what that would be like not cleaning my room not Right. Being respectful, things. like the like kid stuff. And my mom also wrote a list of things I did wrong. <gasps> mom, you misunderstood the assignment. And I, and I my therapist said, it was only when I was like 20, I was like, damn, that was fucked up. Like her therapist yeah. wasn't like, actually, Helen, maybe like you can also, it was just, yeah, it was literally just them roasting me for like an hour. Oh, because you're the kid. So you must be yeah. wrong. And it's yeah. whatever, whatever year. It's not now. I, remember, I don't even remember what my mom said but I remember she was like you just want to live with your dad because he is internet and I was like <laughs> okay that is part of the reason mom not gonna lie to you but also <laughs> it would help if you didn't rip the carpets up in the middle of the night yeah we could, uh, we could, talk, about, we could talk about that okay mom mm. put, that, put that on your list mom <laughs> yeah. stop ripping up carpets I'm so sorry that's terrible I'm not no I think I know I think it's, I think it's hilarious <laughs> oh, it's great I love it do you have yeah, no, with this what were you saying? Do you have contact with her? No. Oh. I haven't spoken to my mom since I was 17. Okay. 
that sounds that like yeah makes a lot of sense and I would no one in the family talks to her like okay. literally no one in our family talks to her wow well, yeah I'm... she is she has four kids and doesn't have contact with any of them shit I'm so glad yeah. that you have your sister your siblings yeah yeah me too I um yeah, this this clip reminded of my one of my best friends who I actually had, was having lunch with today, which is why I was like, her she also has BPD, and her mm-hmm. mom just does not believe she has BPD at all. Oh my god! And she'll be like, "I'm literally diagnosed." Also, you know, I had a terrible childhood, right? And like, but like, would, what does she think? It's like her choice that she's just exactly out. Oh my god! Yeah, and also like this friend has like severe ADHD, like. You spend like 20 minutes with her, you know she has ADHD. And her mom was <laughs> be like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you have ADHD. Oh my and she'd God. be like, well, my, my psychiatrist disagrees. Like, Yeah, like, mom, sorry, but just because you made me doesn't mean you get to diagnose me. Yeah. And it's sorry also like, it. we're, in, we're in our 20s. Like, your opinion isn't needed on this topic. Exactly. You're not in control, ma'am. Not yeah. anymore, but they try. They always try. Yeah. Oof. Uh, even the good moms, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we mm. have the chew and spit scene that we were talking about. Don't worry, I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> Just because uh, of- I wish he had like the the strip of Oreos. Though. I was like, damn, Oreos are my binge food too. Oh god. Oh, I would go through a whole pack with a lot of milk. You know, because you, you don't, you can't milk. get the packs here are different than they are in America. Well, you, you know, can only get like everything one slave. <laughs> yeah, but also like I didn't know. My friend told me recently it's because of like. Our laws like cookies can't be artificially colored. Oh. So we don't get like the cool flavors here. We just have like the standard flavors. Like we didn't get the cool Lady Gaga ones and I was sad. That's probably better for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I wanted the Lady Gaga Oreo. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't even, I couldn't get those either. I couldn't get the Trolls ones either because I can't eat <sighs> Oreos anymore. This is, is tragic. Yeah, I know. I do miss the Oreos. Yeah. But it's they have like soy and gluten in them but um yeah they have all the things my um except milk my brother's girlfriend is lactose intolerant and she, they've been dating for like a majority of my life so she's like been in our family for well over 10 years uh-huh. and every single time we have a family get together one of my sisters makes a certain thing but then we'll be like tash i forgot you were lactose intolerant this is full of cream oh. and i'll be like how did you forget we've you know known her for like 15 years how did you forget i know eh, you gotta forgive people for that when they don't mm. when they don't but tell her tell you what get her some oreos they don't have milk they don't have milk in them they're not they're not okay yeah don't get forget it. some oreos next time yeah just bring oreos and be like here just so you know because you know what's gonna happen here you go um anyway that's funny um people always forget which things i can't have but i, I don't think it's their job so um yeah but it's just it's part of, it's, she's part of our family. I think it's, you know, no, it's no, kind of funny. But. It is kind of funny. Oh, well. Um, no, just hurt mm. for Tash. Okay, so she chews <laughs> and spits. She makes, like, a whole banquet of, like, brownie mix and stuff. Things you binge on. And then she, like, yeah. she does, like, ravioli, chef party. Did you notice how much food was in that pantry? Yeah. It was it like, very well stocked. It was like a grocery store in that pantry. And I was like, yep. <laughs> sounds looks about right <laughs> like buy all the food and don't eat, buy all the food and don't eat it or buy all the food and like binge purge it or yeah spit and spit or whatever Chips damn i could go for some ravioli right now i'm not gonna lie <laughs> does sound good <laughs> um yeah bulimia is extremely expensive i yeah i, I literally once spent a thousand dollars on food in a week 
I don't even, I'm sure I've done that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I like credit, the credit card debt that I accrued from being bulimic was, you know, it wasn't the worst you'd ever heard of, but it's the only reason I had debt. <laughs> so, and like, I don't think people, like, people don't realize that it's not like, I mean, sometimes you do plan on binge, but it's literally like you can't get the idea of eating whatever that food is out of your head. It's like no. a compulsion. You can't resist it, you know? Like, it's like you, yeah, have, you have to, to go get more. You, and you always have to yeah. have it in your house. So you double buy. Exactly. Like, I'll yeah. have a, buy a bunch of groceries and then go to Jack in the Box and like, not now, obviously, in the past, yeah. get like two meals from Jack in the Box. <sighs> or even or it's just like, you know, because you're restricting. Yeah. If you're, even if you're just like, you know, you're hungry, like you haven't had lunch yet, you go to the supermarket, you buy more food. Like, it's like that on steroids. And, and your hunger is not real hunger. It's totally different. Yeah. Even, even when you're not hungry, you're thinking about it. Like, what, exactly. What am I going to be next? What am I going to get next? What do I, how am I going to prepare for tonight? Um, so she said, okay. So then after chew and spit, um, we hear Kevin saying, you know, it's hard because not only does she not look sick, but she puts on a good show, meaning she is thin. She's definitely very thin, but by American standards, a lot of people just consider that quote normal. And yeah, and that might not be the way that her, clearly that's not the way her body is meant to be built. If that's what she looks like now, she's, she's probably built to be more like me. Um, they don't give us her weight, but like, I was like that. Which is probably for the best. Yeah, they shouldn't. I don't want them to. Unless they only do yeah. I, they only do that when it's like they're under 70 or 80 pounds or something. Yeah. But I'm sure this girl didn't want even want it on there and I wouldn't have either. Yeah. Um, but like that was what it was like for me. Like people that knew me knew that I was too thin. But if I were walking down the street, no one would have known because I would have just looked like someone who was naturally thin or whatever. Yeah. Or what we call we convince ourselves is naturally thin, but like low grade eating disorder or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, well, like, I was I was never underweight with my eating disorder, so I just got also just like not diagnosed for years. Like I literally go to the doctor and I'd be like, I'm throwing off after meals and binging, and they'd be like, mm, I just, mm, but yeah, your weight that's not considered an eating disorder. What? Like I literally, yeah, I literally had a doctor tell me I was purging to self harm, not because it was an eating disorder. I hate some doctors. I've had some terrible yeah. doctors. Like I, one that told me like I couldn't. Like you can get a concussion from falling. You don't have to hit your head. If your head, mm. if, you're, if you're shaken enough, it's like shaken baby syndrome. Shaken baby, yeah. And I had a doctor laugh at me when I fell down this. When I fell down the stairs, and he's like, <laughs> "You couldn't have a concussion unless you hit your head." And I was like, "Fuck!" It was pretty brutal, dude. Like I had a migraine for two days. Pretty sure it was a concussion, Jesus. but whatever. Anyway, so yeah, my my doctor's really doctors. good now. The first time, Same. the first time I went to my doctor, she was like. This is when my eating disorder was really, really bad. She was like, she's like, look, I'm sure you have atypical, atypical anorexia, but you're never going to get diagnosed with that. So let's like yeah. take that into account. Wow. Well, at least she acknowledged it. And like, yeah, she's really eating good. disorder has nothing to do with your weight. It's just about no. behavior is, is harmful to your body. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what you weigh. It's not about gaining weight. It's about when you force yourself to vomit. Like that, yeah. you purge all those electrolytes and you fuck up your whole system and you can have a heart attack at any time. It's not just because you're thin. That's part yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I digress. So they, then we watch her at ballet rehearsal, which is painful to watch because there's no music. So we just hear her panting like crazy. <laughs> um, she's rehearsing for an upcoming solo and she cannot catch her breath 
she, there's this like pounding background music, not the dance music, but just like, like dun, 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 so you like, even, even though I know she's not, it looks like she's about to die. Um, and it's really, 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 really hard to watch. Um, she nearly collapses. She can't catch her breath, says her heart hurts. And then it gives us a stat on like someone of her height and weight should, or not weight, but her height and age should eat blah 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 which is kind of bullshit because you don't know that unless you know the person but it's like 2500 calories yeah. it's like fine you know it's 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 more it's healthy um and then they're saying today she's only had 150 calories and i was like oh my god that totally it was me <laughs> yes yeah, I'd, I'd have like one of those 100 calorie pack bullshit that they used to sell um 100 calorie pack of like two two little like cookies in the morning when i get up for like class and then not eat until the oh. di di dining hall that night. Yeah. I'm so grateful. So in Australia, like officially, we don't use calories. We use kilojoules. Oh. But before that became in like effect everywhere, because I was like 14, I just learned what cal like, you know, I just used calorie counting apps and learned calories for the yeah. food I ate. So now I'm so fucking glad I did that. I mean, I'm not glad I did that, but I'm glad. I don't know kilojoules because it means whenever I buy stuff, I don't have to see the, oh, you know, number on it. What a dream. Yeah. I mean, you know, I still know from most of the foods that I like because yeah. I see it in my brain, but at least I don't have to see it when I'm buying, you know, Same. I don't know anything. It's in my brain too, but I just, I have to not access it. Like, yeah. Or else it just, it, it immediately snowballs and I'll just like stop. Yeah, no, same. Um, yeah. When I was in AD treatment, one of the girls I was saying that like she was using a calorie counting app while in treatment and I was like, you have to delete <gasps> that. That cannot. Oh, no. That's, yeah. But I totally feel that. But like, yeah. You, yeah. No, you I mean, can't. yeah. Like, she had an eating disorder. It wasn't, you know, not shocking. Logical thinking, but yeah. Um, so Annie uses her asthma as an excuse to cover up for her eating disorder. Um, and I, I just wrote here, I used to do that with food sensitivities, like, cause I have had stomach problems my whole life. Yeah. But I actually was having a lot of pain too. So it was true. It's just, I wasn't telling people like the real reason I didn't want to eat. I was just like, oh, I can't, yeah. I can't have that. You know? It's a good excuse. Yeah, I did um, the same thing because I'm a I'm just a really fussy eater. Right. So it was a good double. It's you know that's how I hid it for my family for so long. But um, Cause that's because they knew that about you. Yeah, but also I was gonna say something else. Oh yeah, if you we ever we have like a giant list of stuff we want to cover on the show. But if yeah. you want to do a fiction thing, I need to show you oh, my yeah. favorite Australian teen drama show, Dance Academy. From oh right, we were talking about that. <laughs> I would love to. Oh yeah, we yeah, do. I do. I do fiction. Yeah, so you did the Babysitter's Club. It's fine. Yes. Um, because, yeah, my favorite, my favorite character, Abigail, the bitch you on, has an eating disorder. And it's great. It's amazing storyline. Sounds great. I, I love that kind of shit. I like Australian shows. I watch, um, of course, now I can't. Jamey and, uh, and. Uh, oh, we hate Chris Lilly now, though. Do we? Why? Is he canceled? Oh, he, you don't know? No, what happened? <sighs> He's a he's done a lot of blackface, <gasps> like a lot of blackface oh, in his shows. No, well that's true. Oh yeah, when he was um in that other sh uh whatever whatever high in Summer Heights High. Yeah. Yes, he so, Yeah, he played. I'm not that. gonna lie. I was in the club the other day and the the ecstasy song came on the other <laughs> and we did have a bop to it. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, but I think he, yeah, <laughs> I think he does color his face to be that one kid, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and in Good. other shows as well, he's done some other blackface. Oh, dear. He's been, like, a lot, which is upsetting. Can't do that, buddy. 
Yeah, and he's like, it's not even, I mean, like, it wouldn't have been, I mean, it's not my place, but it's not like he's been like, I'm sorry, it was, you know, I wouldn't do that now. Like, he's just defended it and, like, doesn't. Oh, no. He's one of those guys who's like, the PC people are trying to take me down. And it's like, you oh. could literally just apologize and I'm sure people would forgive you, you know? Right, especially given the types of people he's made fun of, like, yeah, like, natives. Yeah, that, that yeah like Aboriginal that's, people. That's a whole other spin on things. Uh-oh. Well, uh, Flight of the yeah. Concords, they're not cancelled, right? Flight of the Concords? That's New Zealand. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, there's, that whole, there's that whole episode about where Aziz hates them because he thinks they're um, Australian, but then as soon as he finds out they're New Zealand, he's like, oh, okay, you guys are fine. <laughs> Look at the whole Sorry. Oh, no, they're know. definitely not they're not cancelled, though. We love them. We'll claim them. It's fine. We claim everything from New Zealand. Fallout. Ixens. Russell Crowe, I think he's from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking, like, should I go to New Zealand? Because it's the only international place I can legally travel to right now. <laughs> Why not? Go see the Lord of the Rings shit, right? <laughs> exactly. Pat and I were like, we could go to New Zealand. What would we see? The Hobbit Hole. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I wouldn't mind. That'd be fun. If I had yeah. access to New Zealand, I would go. Um, so we find out she's been hospitalized three times just this month, which makes sense because her reaction to this, it, it looks like she's about to have a heart attack. Like I, yeah, it's, it's really bad. hard to watch. Um, and the last time she was given fluids and die and again, you have to get fluids because like I'm saying, you have no vitamins and like essential electrolytes in your body. You're devoid of those. And that's why your heart will stop. It has nothing to do with your weight. I mean, it can, but yeah, when I was, when I was in treatment, they did I had to have a blood test every day for two weeks. Oh wow! And I was in treatment for a month, and it wasn't until that last week, so for three weeks, I was on supplements just to get my electrolytes back in balance. Uh, yeah, I never got stats on that. I think by the time I went yeah. in, into recovery, I had been eating for yeah, I think three months, and so my my test results were normal. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is the thing. Like, it doesn't take, and also like I you know, been having blood tests for the past, like two years before that. And they almost always come up pretty much fine. Uh-huh. And then just like a couple bad months, just completely throw it out. So, you know, it can really quickly get really bad. That's yeah. That's important to remember, you know, whenever you're like, Oh, you're in your head. It starts, you know, yeah, get, getting it, to you. Um, I have another clip, but I'm waiting for this ad to end. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's in that for? Uh, the Roku TV fires. Oh no, it's for Annie, the channel. It's just an okay. app for itself. We don't have um, that here, so I don't know what it is. But okay, it's the channel. It's the network that produces the show. Because uh, okay. I'm, watch- I'm watching on the network site. Okay. Yeah. So the next clip is basically Jen um, Jen Berman, the interventionist, uh, enters, and we see the pre-intervention take place um, here. The we'll hear the pre-intervention take place and this is immediately following the scene of annie collapsing so there's going to be some heavy breathing for a second sorry about that one day i'll come home and she'll have had a heart attack and died or she'll end up in the hospital and have a feeding tube It is like bongos. <laughs> I do love this background sounds. It's crucial that we do this intervention on Annie right now because Annie is closer to death than even she realizes.
everyone here has done things that enabled her. I feel like... Sorry, I'm pausing just to point out the person speaking is Selena, the her friend who also has an active eating disorder. I assume anorexia, but it's never stated. Things that I thought were positive about our relationship, a lot of them maybe really weren't. And you know, if I had known, I wouldn't have done it. No one here is responsible for Annie's eating disorder. And it's important that you understand that only Annie is responsible for her eating disorder. Okay. Time to get to the bottom line letter, which hopefully it won't come to, but we must be prepared for, is what you won't do anymore. Now let me ask you, Kevin, as far as the wedding goes. I've done interventions where fiancés have said, if you don't get treatment, I'm not moving ahead with the wedding. Yeah, that's something I'm gonna bring up in my bottom line letter. What does that mean, though, like, so... You don't go forward with the wedding, but... Really that we're through if she doesn't go to treatment. Like your relationship. We're done. Okay, okay. If she comes and her concern is, Selena is not getting treatment. Don't I say something like, um, but this is about you? Yes, but we have something even better that you can say. You, Selena, are being offered <laughs> free treatment at a terrific facility. If you choose to do it, it would be really nice for you to be able to say to her, I've accepted treatment myself, and I'd like to get well with you. Yeah, that would be nice. So is that a yes? Can we talk about it later? I mean... Later when? Well, I don't know. One of the biggest obstacles for Annie in this intervention is that if Selena doesn't get help, I'm worried that there's a good chance that Annie will refuse help. Yeah. Um, so, a couple thoughts. I don't know. Like, what is that weird moment between her and Kevin where she's like, what? So, what does that mean, though? Like, <laughs> is she implying that he's not going to break up with her or that he shouldn't? Like, I don't, it's weird. I think she just means, do you mean you aren't having a wedding or do you mean that you're yeah. splitting up? Yeah. But I the guess. way she asks it is, it seems too casual. It seemed, well, kind of condescending too. Like it was weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, it probably wasn't meant to be, but it made me wonder if there's tension between those two people. Yeah. And yeah, I would definitely. imagine there would be probably is like, you know, you're helping my girl, my fiance be sick. So, yeah. Um, And also, um. Like, kudos to Selena for not, like, flipping out, you know? Because yeah. she is pretty mild. Like, I would have reacted <laughs> way worse than that. Um, but it's also kind of like, girl, this is not the room to try and fool anybody in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so That's also sad. It is, but Selena ended up going to treatment. Spoiler alert. Um, I cried when they say that she's going as well. I yeah. literally bawled my eyes. I'll cry at anything, but I cried at that. I was a little worried it was going to be one of those where she says it and then doesn't go, but she, yeah. she she does go. So the intervention for Annie is extremely quick. No one even reads their letters. Um, she walks in. She looks really uncomfortable and bewildered and like she feels really awkward. Um, but once they're sitting down and she hears what they're there for, she says yes. And she's just really flustered. And then she's 
you know, kind of like, okay, you know, for a minute, which I totally understand until she hugs Selena and Selena says, I'm going to, I leave tomorrow. And, and then Annie is like ecstatic. She's crying. Um, she goes, she's crying and hugging everybody. And then she goes to rehab in California. And the woman there says, you know, what makes you feel like you are able, you know, to, to recover or whatever, or that, or what made you want to come here, whatever, like, what was your, the impetus? And she says, she just goes, now or never. <laughs> like all, <laughs> all quiet. She says now or never, which is like a good answer, but I don't know. She's I am so slowly. The place that she went was called like Ocean, Oceana something. Yeah. And I looked it up in that eating disorder Facebook group that we're both in. See if anyone oh, really? had been there. And it was just people being like, I love the ocean. That was it. That's all I could find. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> I saw a post on there like a few months ago that someone was going to um, the one, the place that's in the movie Thin in the documentary. Oh, right that's now. interesting. And I was like, wow, lucky you, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It seemed reputable. It seemed like a good place on a, on a documentary. Um, so Selena, we, we find then after that, again, much like with Amy, there's no video after this. There's just a like. This is wild little capsule captions yeah okay maybe you did see all the same things that i did so selena completed 30 days and then transferred to another facility and gained weight so all looking good annie left after one month and relapsed and then she broke up with kevin and then she re-entered treatment at avalon hills and eventually married an old friend and has two children she began seeing a therapist and stopped binging and purging in 2008 and I wrote, did Annie marry a woman? Because the picture they show is her with a woman. But I was like, is that I a thought that was her and Selena. Oh, <laughs> that makes so much more sense. Is that who she married? They don't gay marriage wasn't. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Was gay marriage? Like, oh, you're 2008? right. No, that 2008, so. 2008 is when we got Obama, right? Yeah, because yeah. I remember I was I remember being in class that day and our teacher asked us all what the first thing we thought of when we heard Barack Obama was and I was like I'm 10 I don't know <laughs> who <laughs> yeah I didn't know about politics at obviously 10. very historical moment but yeah I was I was Wait. a different country and I was 10 years old I know you're in Australia no one's ever <laughs> yeah. no, that's the thing about well, I think she she sat us down and she was like this is gonna be she, I think oh I think it might have been like the day after he'd won she was like it's the first black president of the United States like this is a really it big you know moment cool. in history and I was but I was also like 10 and I was like um well it's like if I think 10. of I mean, I was probably 10 when apartheid was going on and like Nelson Mandela. Yeah. And so if someone had said that to me, I would have been like, I, what? I don't know. I, I, I won't learn that until I'm in high school, you guys. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Um, so yeah. anyway. Okay, you guys, that was it. That was our episode. Um, Matilda, thank you so much for being here. It's so much fun to record. It is. This was fun. And um, I'm so excited for the next episode. We're going to be recording that yes. very, very soon. Um, and we have some exciting um, announcements coming up. Ooh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Exciting things are happening in the, in the podcast, in my podcast world, <laughs> in our podcast world. All right. Okay. Um, do you want to plug your socials? Or I yeah, can just... Yeah, just tag my Instagram. I'll just tag your Instagram. Okay, that's easier. Um, also, in the link to my Instagram is a petition that's really important in Australia at the moment. So since the start of March, five Aboriginal people have died in police custody. And oh, there's wow. just like no, I mean, the government doesn't do anything about it anyway. 
So there's a petition going around right now trying to get it into parliament to at least be discussed. Okay. And so the families of these people can be compensated or at least acknowledged in some way. So absolutely. in the absolutely. link that's in the link of my bio, my Instagram. So I signed that petition. What a good cause. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. On that note, don't watch Jamee. All right, no, it's everybody. hard. <laughs> it is hard. Well, at least I've already seen it, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the recording here. Bye, everybody. Thank you so Bye. much for listening.
I'm just going to edit this in post because they're going to hear part of the last clip. So here we go. The kids were stronger than I was. <laughs> and now we wait. I like that interchange music. I know. It's like, <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll edit later. <laughs> I know. I love it. So this one I am playing differently because I didn't have time to pull the clips, but I have the times. Okay, here we go. Oh, crap. It's going to do that annoying sound thing. Oh, I have it on mute. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I got to hear it. I'm so smart. Okay. It's a, a 10, 18. I know you can't see the video. But... I can see it. Oh, you can? Yeah. That's so weird because when I do it with Justine, she can't see it. Or maybe that's just because of the station. The station. This website. 